0: You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria
1: Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're giving tips on figuring out what kind of books you like. Plus, we're solving a problem about reading a genre when you write that genre, Mm -hmm. when you also are a writer of that genre. So this one is a shout out to the writers. And we're recommending some good books to read with Friends. Speaking of
0: first, Brian, what are you reading?
1: Oh. Um, well, as you know, I like to pair my trips with books <laughs> set in those locations. And I recently went to Hawaii with some friends from college, and I read Sharks in the Time of Saviors by Kawhi Strong Washburn.
0: I had never even heard of it. I can't book. believe
1: that. It is it was like a big book in 2020. Looking at is one of Barack Obama's favorite books. Jesus, it was um, one of the best books by the New York
0: Times, The Guardian, The Globe, Oprah Magazine. If that ever happened to me as an author, I think I would just retire. He's so hip
1: too. Like the stuff he reads, I'm like, whoa, you read that? Like, what for you?
0: So cool.
1: I know, very very hip. Anyway, liked this one. It takes place in okay, so it starts with this family. It's basically a family saga Mm -hmm. in Hawaii, and it starts with the child. There's a child, one of the children of the family falls overboard while they're on a boat and there's sharks in the water and they're like, uh oh. And they're like, this child's gonna die. What's going to happen? And then the sharks take the child and deliver him back to the parents, like in their mouths. So there's like a sort of magical realism element to it. Like in their what? mouths, they deliver this child back. And that's when they realize that this child is something like special about him. But it's the this fam- this is the child the shark. It, the child <laughs> is not a shark. Um, but then it, it's all about the family's struggles with sort of the child being special. People think that he can heal people. Oh. Um, and it's a question mark if he can. And then I don't know how much this gives away, but basically it, it is— there. There are supernatural magical realism elements to it, and it's just really interesting. It's like a family saga of this, this like, the parents and uh, told from the different perspective. There's two other children, and told from their perspective as well. And I just loved it. It was really compelling. I, it was such a great read Sounds fantastic. to read while I was there in Hawaii.
0: Yeah. Uh, what are you reading? Um, so something funny has happened, Bria. Uh-oh. Remember how I said that I wasn't going to try to read new releases, and I was going to take the pressure off myself. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You also
1: said you were not going to try to read like literary fiction. Is it a liter- literary no. fiction new release? Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um,
0: but something happened when I took the pressure off myself, where I was like, "Oh, you know what I want to read? <laughs> a new release." But sometimes that happens if you just take the pressure off yourself, you actually want to do that thing. Mm-hmm. You just don't. I just don't didn't want to be told. To yes, do it. you know
1: what? That is important. It is important. Like when my alarm goes off. Early in the morning, I'm like, fuck you, alarm. But then when I I get up early, I'm like, ooh, I'm up. It's early. And you feel amazing. And
0: sometimes I'll I'll wake up earlier than my alarm and I feel fine. But if my alarm wakes me up, then my body's like, no, we're staying in bed and playing Wordle. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this is a 2024 book coming out in April. And uh, we talked about it on an earlier episode. We talked about, we mentioned this in the Romanticy episode. Oh. It's A Letter to the Luminous Deep by oh. Sylvie Cathral. You love it. You te- <sighs> Mallory texted me to tell me she loved it. It is so good. And I want to say it doesn't feel like Romanticy as much as it feels like Rom-fi. It's much more of a sci-fi thing than a fantasy thing. Uh, it takes place in this like far, far future world where it's like, Our world now is like a distant memory, thousands of years in the future. The world is mostly water and there's these different organizations, like civilizations. There's one group of people who like live on boats. There's one group of people who just has has like a floating city. Uh, And there's one group that lives on the last, like last island. It's like the last known Mm landmass. And there's two parallel stories. There's one story that you're getting through. The whole book is in letters. So the first story Uh you're getting through letters is these, this man he's a um he's a scientist he's like a very well-known scientist he's written uh, all these books and this woman she comes from a very famous scientist family but she's not a scientist herself she's like a she does not leave the house she has a lot of mental health issues it seems like she has OCD and maybe some other things happening but she's a she's very passionate about science and oceans and so she starts she Sends him a letter to tell him that she's a big fan of his book and that she had seen this weird creature and wants to know what it is, and they strike up a friendship and start falling in love with each other. So you're reading yeah. this, but in the main, in like the modern timeline, you are getting the letters between his brother and her sister because something happened to the two of them and you oh. don't know what. They disappeared. Wow, okay. Ooh. And so they're the two of the brother and the sister are sending their the, these letters back and forth to each other so they can feel in the other person's on, the, like, that person's side of the correspondence. But they're also trying to figure out what's happening now, and they become friends. And it's also, like, the world is so fascinating. Like, this world of, like, very oceanic world of, like, cool creatures. And it's, it's hard to explain because, again, it's not fantasy. It's really more like sci-fi. And, like, the way this world works is, like, it's mostly run by scholars and everyone has like their own thing that they're like very scholarly about, and there's all this like really interesting technology, and it's just so fucking lovely. Like, it sounds a little bit
1: like Blackfish City. Did you read that one? No. It's also oh, like, like a similar. Miller. Mm-hmm. It's also good job. Uh, it's also <laughs> um, is that what it, is that the one where they're all on on the water? Yeah, it is. It is. I think. Anyway, but that yeah, that's cool. I love that. Sounds like great world building.
0: It's so sweet mm. and adorable and cozy, even though I, I'm very afraid of the ocean and uh I just am really, really enjoying it and again, it's out from our friends at orbit thanks for hooking us up with romanticy even though i would I would definitely categorize this as more in the sci-fi realm like there's no mm. magic that's happening. it's much more um like a cozy sci-fi mm. with a little mystery at the center hmm. and if you like epistolary books, I do I do. Just- Such a banger. Uh, So that's A Letter to the Luminous Deep by Sylvie Couthrall.
1: And mine is Sharks in the Time of Saviors by Kawhi Strong Washburn.
0: So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Carolyn wrote in to say, Hi, Brian Mallory, relatively new listener of the show and love, love, loving it. I just finished your episode on how to buy books on vacation, and I have a specific tip that I wanted to share. First of all, I'm a Mallory. When I go to a new place, the second I'm off the plane, I'm at the door of the closest local bookstore. (laughs) I get it. Since I have a great local bookstore, shout out to Chaucer's in Santa Barbara, mm. I don't like to buy books that I know I can get there. So instead, I buy a copy of Hamlet. There are so many editions, and normally I can find one with a cover I don't have. They're normally pretty cheap, and it takes away the anxiety of trying to find the perfect book to take home from each store. And this way, I can focus more on taking fun pictures and looking at the local authors slash staff pick section. P.S. Thank you for all you guys do. You two make reading even more fun than it already is. It is so greatly appreciated. Caroline, that's a hot tip, like buying a different edition of a book you already have. Yeah, especially like if you have one and you've been doing
1: it for years, like imagine how many cool copies of Hamlet she has. Like that sounds like
0: amazing. Yeah, especially since that's the kind of book where they like do a new cover of it every few years. Yeah, I think that's so cool.
1: Someone told me one time the story where they went to, I I won't name their name, like famous person's house, and they had an entire wall of Confederacy of Dunces. What? Yeah, which I'm like aesthetically, I'm into. Yeah, I I don't know. That would not be the book I would choose. No, but that is a it's a cool
0: thought. Mine would probably be Haunting of Hill House. It's just like a wall of them. Yeah, with cool. all the different um, covers. covers. I love that. I don't. What That's would you idea. pick?
1: I don't know. I was just thinking of that. I have no idea. Like a comic book, maybe. Ugh, that'd be so hard to fill up a wall, though. Yeah, because they're so thin. You need to get a big book. Maybe All About Love, Bell Hooks. Maybe. Sarah wrote in and said, "Uh, thank you for your continuous work on the show. I've been listening for years and love it. A new bookstore opened in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle's international district called MAMS Bookstore, M-A-M. MAMS? Moms? We think it's MAMS, right? MAMS. It is an independent Asian-American bookstore, so I just wanted to shout it out. If you wanted to share the bookstore with other listeners, I thought that would be awesome. I visited it today, and it's super cute. It's MamsBooks.com if you want to look at it online. But, hey, if you're in Seattle— Check it out. Check it out. That does sound very cool. Thank you to that,
0: Sarah. We love a new indie. Mm -hmm. I love that the network of Sarah's is out there (laughs) monitoring all the new indie bookstores that are coming out. And then Rachel wrote in to say, Hi, Mallory and Bria. I wanted to respond to the glasser who was concerned about balancing hobbies. I loved your advice about focusing on what brings us joy, as that is the point of a hobby in the first place. What is this? This is a person who wrote on and said they have trouble with. It was when we were talking about um, audio books and balance. Or no, no, no. It was when we were talking about how to not just read. Got it. Okay. And how to balance reading with all your other things, mm-hmm. all the other things you want to do, which is tough. Mm. Uh, Rachel says, I love and am an avid proselytizer of audiobooks. So I had to add that if the glasser has another sedentary hobby, mine is embroidery, audiobooks are an excellent way to combine hobbies. I will listen to a book as I craft, which is a fun way to get double the joy out of my hobby time. Thanks for the great podcast. Another fun thing to listen to while I hobby. Oh, I that's do great. I love that. Then you're doing two activities at once. Yeah. You combine all of your hobbies at the same uh, time. Oh, I should. Uh, I guess I don't have any other hobbies. I got, I wonder if I could listen to an audiobook and play World of Warcraft at the same time. I probably could. I, I'd i like to see you. I'd like to try it. <laughs> Max Fun Drive. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Breed, you want to
1: read Rachel's Wheelhouse? Uh-huh. Uh, middle grade fantasy. Books about books, libraries, or bookstores. Jane Austen. Rom-coms without toxic tropes. I like that. Puzzles or
0: scavenger hunts. And snark. Love it. Mm. All right. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And a few bookmarks that pertain to you, yes, you, the glasser, listening to this, uh, next Saturday. Next Saturday is the readathon. It starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I mean, it it can start and end whenever you want. But for us, Bria and I, in in California and Pacific time, we're going to be doing it from 10 a.m. Pacific to 6 p.m. Pacific. We're going to kick it off with a Instagram live stream uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific. So keep an eye on that at this Reading Glasses podcast on Instagram. And then we're going to be reading all day. Pick out your stack of books, get your snacks, do some stretches, uh, massage your eyes to, I don't know, I don't know how, how, will that help? Is that... How do you massage your eyes? Well, first, I think you have to close them. Okay. And then you have to... <laughs> I know hockey goalies, like, do a, do eye exercises before games. Maybe you can do some of those. It's going to be fun. We're going to read for eight hours, get a bunch of reading done, and do regular check-ins on Instagram Live, again, starting at 10 a.m. It's going to be super fun. You, all are wonderful Maximum Fun members, unlocked this reward in, in the last drive. So here it is, finally kicking off readathon. And we do want to say, if you want to read something, that will be... Useful to you in the future. We finally picked the Glasser Voted Book Club with almost 60 votes. There were many books wow. that were picked, but far and away, the top choice was Starling House by Alex E. Harrow. It started out hot and no one ever caught it. Wow. Okay. Exciting. Uh, bookshops and Bone Dust came close. And there was one other one that came Is that the kind sequel of to uh Legends Lot? Oh, it is. Yes. Okay. Uh, but nobody caught Starling House. Mm. <laughs> exciting. A comet in the sky. So if you want to put a hole on the library, pick up an ebook or a print copy. That's going to be the Glasser Voted Book Club. So we're going to be reading uh, Starling House by Alexi e. Harrow next month. And then we're going to be doing a members only Zoom at the end of the month. We have not all picked the date for that yet, but that's coming up. We're all going to read the book and talk about it. And it's going to be super fun. So more details. But if you want to read along, that'll be Starling House by Alexi e. Harrow. And then I do want to say that our challenge winners for the Reading Glass this challenge have been chosen and they're all named Sarah. (laughs) I texted Bria and I was like I don't know. I can't believe this is real. Mm -hmm. Every single winner was named Sarah some Sarahs without H's, some Sarahs with H's. But thank you to everyone who sent in your completed challenge forms, who participated, who were talking about it during the year on social media, on the Slack. We had a ton of fun. It seemed like people really enjoyed the challenge. And thank you uh, for for participating. It was so fun. And I, again, cannot believe that every single person who won was named Sarah. (laughs) 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 Fucking Christ. Incredible. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So, again... Readathon next Saturday, February 3rd. Glasser voted. Book is officially Starling House. And we'll come up with a date for the book club. And we will come up with a date for the book club. And the challenge winners have been chosen. I already emailed them all, and I will be hopefully sending out their boxes of books soon. Thank you all so much. A lot of of hot Glasser news today. So before we talk about figuring out which books you like, we're going to take a quick break. Reading glasses is brought to you in part this week by microdose gummies. You've probably heard about microdosing. Maybe you've seen it online. Maybe you've just heard us talking about it here on Reading Glasses. If you haven't, maybe this is your first episode. Maybe you live in a cave in the woods and you haven't been on the internet in a long time. Maybe not. This is the first. This is the first time in a while. All you need to know is that all sorts of people are microdosing regularly to feel healthier and perform better. Bria. What does microdosing help with?
1: I mean, whatever you need it to—like, let's say you need to energize, you need to focus. Like, you're going to sit down, you're going to read a book, you're going to write a book. Mm -hmm. You're going to do something—you're writing a book. This will help you focus, or maybe you just need to calm down after a Mm -hmm. long day. It's the equivalent of, like, a nice bath. Microdosing can help you with all sorts of things. Either you want to stay in the zone, maybe you want to get out of the zone. It can help you do either. Wow,
0: zone entry, zone exit, zone exits. <laughs> or I I know that there's a lot of power lifters like myself that use them. I've used microdose gummies after I've had a really big heavy lifting session, and it really is great. It helps you relax. It helps your muscles relax. I went on a trip recently and I had a friend of mine who was like, wow, Mallory, you are really bad at relaxing. He's like, you always have to be doing an activity. And I was like, oh boy. Well, you know what? Microdose gummies can help me mm-hmm, with that. Mm-hmm. What Microdose gummies do is they deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that make you feel just the right amount of good. You can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at Microdose.com. Promo code GLASSES available nationwide. That's Microdose.com. Promo code GLASSES for 30% off and Free shipping to microdose.com promo code glasses. 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 From the twisted minds that brought you the adventure zone, balance and amnesty and graduation and ether sea and steeplechase and ultra space and all the other ones, the McElroy brothers and dad are proud to reveal a bold vision for the future of actual play podcasting. It's um, it's called the Adventure Zone versus Dracula. Yeah, we're gonna kill Dracula's ass. We're gonna, well, we're gonna
1: attempt. We haven't recorded all of it yet. We will attempt to kill Dracula's ass. The Adventure Zone versus Dracula.
0: Yes, a season I will be running uh, using the D and D fifth edition uh, rule set, and there's two episodes out for you to listen to right now. We hope you will join us. Same bat time, same bat channel for, and for bats. more fun. I see what you did there. week, we're helping you figure out which books you like. For some readers, it's difficult to determine what kind of books they like. It's a normal problem, especially for people who are getting back into reading after a long period of time. We have got you covered. Today's episode was inspired by Lindsay. Uh, Bria, you want to read Lindsay's email? Yes. Lindsay wrote, I am hoping to get your recommendation for fiction books.
1: I study history in college and plan to go to graduate school for it next year, but that means I only read historical nonfiction. I got sick this year and wasn't feeling up to the nonfiction task, so I picked up our hideous progeny on y'all's recommendation, of course, because I thought the historical elements might fall within my wheelhouse— Alas, I got to the end, and while I thought it was fine, it just didn't light up my life. I definitely do not like sci-fi, and to be honest, I find most fiction books hard to follow. I get so lost in different worlds with a billion characters, and it's not like I can do a quick Google on a fiction character. The only fiction I have really enjoyed were by Italian authors, but I don't take classes with that professor anymore. And I'm not sure what it is about this genre that really gets me.
0: All right, Bria. What are our tips for someone who wants to read but doesn't know what kind of books they like and doesn't know how to find that out?
1: Okay, well, here's the thing. Lindsay does know sort of the books that she likes. She likes these books. She said she likes Italian authors. She named um, Elena Ferrante. She made, made a little list. Okay, first of all. You could always write into your favorite book podcast. I just want to say, write us anytime, y'all. We got anytime. you anytime. We got you. But if you don't, if you don't want to write into your favorite book podcast, you know you are. She actually does say someone she likes, right? So head over to places that sell you books. They mm-hmm. want to sell you books. Goodreads, Amazon. They sure um, do. And look what books are recommended when you go to those authors' books. Right. So I went to those authors' books, and it said The Idiot. It said Yellowface. And hey. These are both not sci-fi. These are both not complicated worlds. Mm -hmm. Like, use the algorithm that's trying to sell you shit to your advantage because they want to find what you like. They're going to tell you what you're going to like. They want to sell you stuff. And if you are a person trying to figure out what you want to read, you should use that to your advantage because, honestly, the algorithms, they're They're not perfect, but they can they might see something that maybe you wouldn't think of.
0: I mean, there's a reason why, you know, Amazon was a big player in books for a really long time and still mm. is. I mean, that algorithm it knows you. It does it knows, it knows, it knows you deeply.
1: What about you? What do you what do you think? What is your what is a tip or a trick here?
0: Uh I think the first thing anyone who is trying to get into reading or get back into reading or maybe widen their reading what they need to do is let go of what they think that they should read. Ooh. I find it interesting that Lindsay says that she reads only historical nonfiction and wasn't in a nonfiction mood. So she picked up historical fiction. But she also says that she finds most fiction books hard to follow most of the time. Mm. And that's fine. I-, I think it's fine to only read nonfiction. If you only read, want to read one type of book, I mean, I practically... If I could read only haunted house books, I'd probably <laughs> be okay with that. But the thing about nonfiction is that it's a big pool. And maybe Lindsay should try a memoir. Oh, yeah. A biography, a book mm-hmm. of essays. Like, there is... There's a lot. It's not just history. you know. Right, right, maybe, right. I think maybe science might be too close to, to historical nonfiction for Lindsay, but branch out, you know, and again, same thing, like a great memoir, that's not going to have a complicated world. There's no, there's no sci-fi in there unless you're reading an alien's memoir. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 an alien. I like my brain like had,
1: just like couldn't comprehend what you were saying. <laughs> like, an alien's memoir. But then it wouldn't be science fiction. It would be truth. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It would be science (laughs) memoir. It would be
0: a science memoir. (laughs) I just think, like, a a lot of people, I I, I get, we see this a lot from people who write in. that They're like, all right, well, I want to get back into reading. I want to read something fun. I have to read fiction. And Mm -hmm. I just think that's that's not true. Like, a memoir, a book of essays can be just as fun. You could read about a woman's journey across America learning about hot dogs. Extremely fun. (laughs) It's great. Try that hot dog book. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. What? So what else? What do you how, how do people figure out what what they like to read? OK, like I think zoom out a little bit
1: and make a list. We love a list on this show. And write down what you remember from the books you like and find stuff like that. Like, maybe there was a little romance in some of those books. Like, maybe the, you have protagonists who live in the gray area. Maybe you like Italian settings. Like, if you like these Italian authors, like, maybe you're like, books that take place in Italy, you know? Mm-hmm. Make maybe Lindsay just
0: really likes spaghetti.
1: Yeah. <laughs> really, in, pasta. Really into pasta. There are things that—actually, isn't there a book— You pray love. That's not what I was going to say. Isn't there also— a famous person who wrote an Italian food book. Stanley Tucci? Is that? Or is it because he's Italian? I'm like, it must be Italian. Is it actually Italian? I I don't know. Okay. Anyway, um, there are things like, look and see what stands out and what you remember liking about these books because you have read books that are not historical nonfiction and like finding what it is within those books that you do like um, and then finding books in that arena. So Italian settings, that sounds great. Mallory's gonna figure out if Stanley Tucci did write an Italian.
0: It's not Italian. It's not. Okay. A, it's not. A, it, is it Italian? It was the Tucci table, the Tucci cookbook, and then taste my life through food. That's what I'm thinking of. Taste my life through food. Yeah. I didn't read it. I, I specifically remember this because it came out the same day Girly Drinks did, and may have bumped me off a bestseller list. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that's his memoir of being in the kitchen. But yeah, I think he's just Italian. I don't think there's any pot.
1: Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I think there probably are some probably italian
0: a recipes in there yeah or as I say, well he italian also has that show for- searching for italy
1: oh oh that is what i'm thinking of i'm yes. thinking of the show
0: he's a prolific man Sammy wow Tucci. he really is he's he's busy, has but maybe he's like me he has a hard time relaxing yeah yeah he's like, i'm gonna write another book on board.
1: <laughs> any other tips for Lindsay italian or non-italian tips what's an italian tip um
0: let your wine breathe <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> make your own pasta uh-huh Take a nap in the middle of the day. Yeah. Uh, that's really, that sounds amazing. Say ciao. Mm-hmm.
1: Drink some bubbly water. I don't know. Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What else? you have any I other Tell tips? that neither of us have ever been to Italy. I have been to Italy. Have I have <laughs> been to Italy. What <laughs> <Those laughs> your hot Italian times? <laughs> I'm not Italian. Yeah, <laughs> I just but you've been there. Well, what are you? I haven't uh, been in a while, so I don't know. I remember it being hot and crowded.
0: bria's hot review and the the, the food was (laughs) great and the food was delicious Uh Uh, anyway for people who are trying to figure out what kind of books they like thinking back to the last book you enjoyed and thinking about why you like them is a great idea but also you can pick a movie i think Mm. there's a lot of people i think if you're trying to get back into reading or you are trying to get into reading and a lot because a lot of our tips are around what kind of what what are other books that you've read and liked but if you don't have an arsenal of uh, those yeah, 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 yeah. or maybe it's been a really long time since you read a book you liked pick a movie you know what what is what is just the kind of stories that you gravitate to it doesn't matter what type of media it is uh you know it can, and also it can be wheelhouse stuff like subjects or tropes it can be reading appeal factors like pacing or type of characters or Another really hot tip that I think people need to think about, and I think in Lindsay's case she needs to think about, might be the context of how you read that book. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So Lindsay says she finds fiction hard to follow, uh, but she really liked reading fiction books in a class. Mm. where there are regular check-ins. <gasps> Mallory, and- this is brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> this is a regular check-ins and guidance from a professor. Yeah. So maybe that's how Lindsay likes reading books. Mm. You know, there's lots of books like Elena Ferrante. You know, My Brilliant Friend is a historical literary fiction book that delves into female friendship in post-World War II Italy. That's boom, 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 wheelhouse stuff. We can name lots of reader likes yeah. for that. But maybe Lindsay needs to join a book club. yes. Whether it can be in person, it can be online, maybe just reading a book with a friend, like another person in grad school. Mm-hmm. Or or a book guide. Like, there are guides yeah. to these kind of things where,
1: like, you can probably, like, with a book that famous, someone has written questions yes. that you can, I mean, maybe not at the end of every chapter, but there's probably, there's definitely a, like, a book.
0: Every, yeah, every section. Maybe. Yeah, 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 maybe. I think it's really important. And I have to shout out my boyfriend for this because he pointed this out years ago when he was like, oh, you loved this book so much because you read it in one sitting on your birthday. Yeah,
1: that does happen. And yeah, like, Which we uh, talked about on the show, like the, yes. the
0: situation which you read it in mm-hmm. is important. So make sure to think about not just the last, you know, book that you read and what things about the book you liked, but how you read it. Did you read it in a book club? Did you read it on vacation when you had lots of free time? Did you listen to it on audio when you were taking a walk or embroidering? Try to replicate. If you can't replicate those conditions, at least be cognizant of them. You know, and I think that for a book club, Lindsay can definitely do that. Mm -hmm. So again, it might not be, I don't think it's necessarily Italian authors. I think it's that she took a class on Italian authors with a professor that she liked Mm -hmm. and really liked that guidance because if she's having a hard time following fiction, Having someone regularly be like, all right, well, this is what's happening. This is what to pay attention to. You know, let's discuss this stuff. That really helps. You could even, like, audit a
1: class online. Oh, Really? (laughs) Yeah, like, you could take, like, a college class and you could— You could just audit it or, or like, you could take it for not a grade or something. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Well, I don't know if you can either, but I think you (laughs) could. I don't know why you couldn't. You can take classes online. Well, Los Angeles woman has been arrested for (laughs) breaking into
0: USC's English classes. I
1: mean, maybe not USC, but I know Cal State and stuff offers classes online. You could sign up for a literature class and then you could go and join the discussions and you could take it for not a grade, for no grade. Not all classes let you do that, but I know my stepdad has done it with some, like, music Classes he takes classes online and like oh, that's fun. You'll do it for not a grade just just
0: for the pure you love pa- of the game. You get a pass or
1: fail, you know. Which I you know you will have to do some work, but also you could. Well, I guess you're in college, so you do care. Yeah, so you could do something like that, which is a structured
0: oh, environment. Interesting. All right, so we've basically we've got divest yourself from what you think that you ne- should read. Think about the the things that made you love the books that you have read and really really enjoyed, and also assess the. Situation. situation. I like that. You've read these books. But Lindsay specifically did want us to recommend some fiction. Mm-hmm. So what do we think? What's a, what's a title that you think might be a good fit for Lindsay?
1: I'm doing My Year of Rest and Relaxation by Otessa Moshfegh. Slightly historical. It's year 2000, which is now historical. Sorry, everybody. Oh, um, and it's about a woman— It's very. The story is simple. It's just one woman. You don't have to learn very much. There's not a lot of world building. If you know where New York Mm -hmm. is, it's very easy. If you understand New York, it's about a woman who thinks she should be happy because her life is sort of, which I don't really honestly. Every time I go in New York, I'm like I'm confused. It's a woman who thinks she should be happy because like her life has gotten together. Everything is like working out fine for her, but she isn't. So she decides to like go into hibernation. What? And she's kind of like a. becomes a muse for this man anyway but yeah she goes into hibernation and decides not to leave her apartment and it's like dark but like I, in the same vein as like I mean obviously it's not my brilliant friend but it's I think that it has like some elements of like it's it's weird
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I don't know I feel like this could be a good fit and it's weird it's, it's, uh, definitely... it's a very
0: it was a buzzy book for a long time so if Lindsay wants to plug into online mm-hmm. book discussions yeah that definitely kind of stuff. Some. there's a lot of that stuff is there yeah Yeah. What about you?
1: What do you have for Lindsay?
0: Again, I would also—I really want to encourage Lindsay to try some non-history, non-fiction. There's a lot of good stuff out there. But my recommendation for fiction is Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff. Mm. It's a literary fiction book that delves into a whole marriage, from soup soup to nuts, marriage to death. And the first half is from the point of view of the husband— and the second half is from the point of view of the wife. Oh, yeah, that's right. And okay. there's a lot of things. You see so many things that, like, little events, moments that they took in completely different ways and never discussed with each other. So they think, comp- like, their ideas of what their marriage is is completely different, and it is bonkers. It's so well-written. Um, it It's, you know, like, great literary fiction. Um, I think that if she loves Elena Ferrante, she'll love this. Great. But, again, I I, I we, we understand that, the world of reading can be really intimidating, mm-hmm. and there's so much that you think you should do as a reader, and just fucking let that all go. Mm-hmm. Just look to the things that you that are interesting to you and try to and also try to make it so that your reading time is fun for you and whatever that is, whether that's structured or not, or so just let it all go. Mm-hmm. Put it all into the wind. Uh, so send your thoughts to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com before we solve a bookish problem. We're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is brought to you in part this week by my best friend's Magic Spoon. Folks, (laughs) I need a lot of protein. One of the hardest things about being a beefcake is the amount of food that you (laughs) need to eat. It is rough. But the thing that's great, the thing that helps me, is my friend's Magic Spoon. They have reinvented your favorite childhood cereals. to taste great, but each serving contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein. Wow. I know, it's a lot, four to five grams of net carbs. It's gluten free, grain free, and soy free, and it's only 140 calories a serving. Bria, what are those great magic spoon flavors?
1: Oh, uh, they have many. They have cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry muffin, and then they got they get they they get wild over here. They add mm-hmm. birthday cake, chocolate chip cookie, cinnamon roll. I'm getting hungry just
0: saying these words. They're great, and you know we all loved those sugary breakfast cereals when we were kids, and then you get up, uh, you grow up, and you realize, I don't want the roof of my mouth to be sliced up like a like a small person with a machete is in there. <laughs> you crave having a cereal moment. Maybe it's at 3 a.m. Maybe you just need protein. But you want something a little more high quality. Folks, Some I, I know some folks who mix the cocoa and the peanut butter. Oh. I have a friend who uses protein, like a protein shake as milk. For her Magic Spoon. Wow, double the protein. Yes. Protein breakfast. Her name is Godzilla. She's so strong. (laughs) I love her already. Uh, And the cool thing is that it's more than just cereal. Magic Spoon offers treats which are the perfect on-the-go snack. They're just like the marshmallow treats you had as a kid, but with only one, one single gram of sugar and one to two grams of net carbs. And they're packed with 11 grams of protein per bar. They come in marshmallow and chocolate, peanut butter flavors. We've gone over this before. The chocolate peanut butter is... I mean, mankind peaked at chocolate peanut butter. Mm -hmm. It's all downhill from here. It's true. Uh, So you can head to magicspoon.com slash glasses to grab a custom bundle of cereal or their delicious treats for on the go. Be sure to use our promo code GLASSES at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Again, that's magicspoon.com slash glasses and use the code GLASSES to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. GLASSES. GLASSES. People say not to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree.
1: Which is why here on Just the Zoo of Us, we judge them by so much more.
0: We rate animals out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics, taking into consideration each animal's true strengths, like a pigeon's ability to tell a Monet from a Picasso or a polar bear's ability to play basketball.
1: Guest experts like biologists, ecologists, and more join us to share their unique insight into the animal's world.
0: Listen with friends and family of all ages on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Now, let's solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Max writes in Hi, Brian Mallory. I really love your podcast. I wanted to write in because I know you're both writers and readers and have been struggling with a bit of a genre slump. A few years ago, I drafted, took apart, and redrafted, drafted again, edited, and self published a contemporary lesbian romance novel. I used to love reading contemporary queer romance, but since going through all that process and understanding more about the formula of a romance, the tropes, and the story arcs, I can't seem to read them anymore. Either I get hung up on comparing them to my own writing, or I just find them predictable and a little stale. I miss reading them. I still occasionally read YA romance and historical romance, but contemporary just doesn't work anymore. Any advice on how to get out of my head? Forget the formulas and just enjoy. Bria, what do you think? This is hard. This
1: happens to filmmakers too, I'm sure it happens to you. Like, if you ever wonder why your favorite filmmakers are like, have you seen this documentary? It's because we are, we are, we spend so much time, like, watching movie and being like why did they make that cut right there like what is that <laughs> cut or like why did they choose that angle like because you just get so because especially when i'm editing a movie i cannot watch other movies well because mm-hmm. i'm just constantly being like oh that's so weird they cut back to the wide instead of going anyway like there's something about like your brain quits working so i totally understand i will say it eventually wears off for me if i'm mm-hmm. not editing something actively it takes a minute, and then it eventually does wear off. So I would try something, like, out of your realm, something that you know, like, bucks the tropes. Maybe it doesn't have a happily ever after. Like, something that you know, like, it's the same as me who makes narrative films watching a documentary. Like, because mm-hmm. then I can go, like, okay, I can watch this documentary because I don't have to, I mean, it's still the editing, but I just don't have to, like, constantly think about how they shot this or, like, the lighting setup. You know, like, if you can read something that, like, is romance and you love romance, but you know is like a little lot of like um you've made a fool of death with your beauty exactly like it's like it's a yeah. romance
0: but not yeah
1: it's like it's like yeah it has other you're like other elements or like maybe you don't read much fantasy romance like something that just mm-hmm. has like something else in there but I do think it does eventually go away so don't panic I totally agree you agree okay what so do you, you think guys just
0: gonna wait it out it happens yeah. to everybody yeah I think Max. They they miss it, but they don't miss it enough yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand it can be difficult to read within the genre you're writing in. It happens to me all the time when I'm working. I've talked about it on the show uh, in my reader resolutions episode. I don't like reading nonfiction while I'm writing nonfiction, which is hard because I write nonfiction for a living. Mm-hmm. How I pay my bills, so it's tough. You know, I when I'm when I was working on Lady from the Black Lagoon, my first book, I just couldn't read biographies because I felt the other styles of writing yeah. into my head. And I was yeah. like, get hey, back. No. Uh, you just need some space from it. Keep reading. what it, You know, I think it's interesting that Max is enjoying other types of lesbian romance books. Right. So just keep reading whatever is sparking yeah. enjoyment. And eventually, you're, what's going to happen is Max is going to be in a bookstore. And then mm. From across a crowded bookstore, they will see a contemporary lesbian romance. And then the romantic interlude will start playing and it's just going to spark it and you're going to want to read it and it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all, the thing is maybe you're always going to have trouble reading within a genre you're writing in, especially when you're actively yeah. working on it. It's yeah. just a thing that comes and goes. Yeah. Uh, I know I do, but even though I can see behind the scenes, I still really enjoy history and biography books. I just don't force it. Yeah. You're, you're never going to forget the formulas, but if you get some space, you might be able to go back to loving them and mm-hmm. Because there's definitely moments of what, like when I'm reading a book where I'm like, "Oh, I know what they're doing right now." Yeah, of course. But I like
1: it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You appreciate. You start to appreciate the like the craft of it in yes. some ways, where you're like, "Oh, I see what you're doing," and you've made like
0: a cool choice here. Like, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, eventually, I think it'll evolve into a deeper love mm-hmm. of that genre. But yeah, you just need the you need the space, and especially because it seemed like Max really like worked the shit out of this book, you know. Took a, Drafting, taking apart, redrafting, and drafting again. Yeah, that's a lot. So I think that is definitely a, a mm-hmm. part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the road to publishing was a little bit easier with this particular book, Max might have had an easier time getting back into contemporary romance. But just give it time. Read the, the types of romance that you're enjoying and wait for contemporary. When you love something, let it go and it'll mm-hmm. come back to you. Mm-hmm. So if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to reading glasses Podcast at gmail.com. Time to answer a recommendation request from Abby. Abby says, I, like many others, used to devour books as a kid. But once I hit upper education, I had to read so much for school that I stopped reading for fun. This is the Glasser origin story. Mm -hmm. This is every Glasser. (laughs) In the last few years, I've rekindled my love of reading and your podcast has given me so many great recommendations. Earlier this year, I buddy read Paul Takes the Form of a Mortal Girl by Andrea Lawler with my girlfriend. I love the 90s punk vibes, focus on queer culture and its celebration of sexual What are some good books for buddy reads? Something mostly fun and has a lot to discuss with someone. We both prefer literary fiction but are open to reading just about anything. I absolutely love the podcast. Thank you so much for your work. I knew you were going to recommend this. Ah! (laughs) What is your recommendation?
1: Uh, Mine's the Future of Another Timeline by Annalie Newitz. It's Mm -hmm. um, a time travel book but has... Uh, cool 90s punk storyline that I personally really appreciated. Like part of it takes place at a Riot Girl concert. Yeah, that's So cool. it's going to have those 90s punk vibes. It has a focus on queer culture, but also has time travel. So you can discuss the time travel. And it's kind of a fun book because it's people who realize you can time travel and people are going to the past and making it like making it bad for everyone in the future and they start to realize it and they're like why are things so bad in the future so you can kind of discuss where we may have been gone wrong on our own personal timeline here in the year 2024 surely nothing we've ever done (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like there's a lot this book I've probably hits more now than it did even when it came out I think because a lot has happened historically
0: Mm -hmm. since then uh what what about you what do you have Uh, My recommendation for this is a book that came out last year. It's called Dyket by Jenny Fran Davis. And it is a funny, messy, very messy literary fiction book about, so it's this lesbian couple and they decide to go on a getaway vacation kind of thing with some other lesbian couples. And then a bunch of queer drama happens. Uh, There's jealousy, there's crushes, there's a lot of bad decisions. It's just generally a lot of messy drama uh and the thing that i think is very interesting and uh the thing that the reason why i recommended this book in particular is most of the reviews of this book are all people saying dying to talk about this book with other lesbians oh. like so many people are like i can't wait to discuss this that mm. was like one of the through lines another through line was that this is not a book for straight people like this this is not a book <laughs> where lesbian culture is presented in a way that isn't like digestible by straight culture a lot of people are like no this is by lesbians for lesbians. Right. Inside baseball of lesbians. Yeah. Inside lesbians. <laughs> I think this would be great for a little this little two-person book club. And uh, I think it'll be uh, an interesting, I think it's also kind of sexy too. So I think it'll be good pick after. Paul takes the form of a mortal girl. So mine was Ket by Jenny Fran Davis. And mine was History of Another Timeline by Annalene nuance If you want us to answer your recommendation request, you can send it to reading glasses Podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to our wonderful mods over at the Facebook group. And remember, folks, you want totes, put those new books that you're buying in the new year. You want sweatshirts, you want shirts, you want cute stickers go to our Void March store. It's all kinds of fun stuff in there and that directly supports us and our very hungry animals. Bree is fostering dogs. They have a special three, food. 3 puppies. They're so hungry. If you're interested
1: in adopting them, please <laughs> please take these dogs. <laughs> I think they'll be adopted by the time this comes out, but
0: very cute, very hungry. Mm. But you can help us feed them by buying cute stuff over at our Void March store. There's a link in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to do something nice for us, we really appreciate it. We do check out the five-star ones. Rate and review us on the podcast listening app of your choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you use to listen to Reading Glasses. Please take a moment on the mobile app and give us a five-star review. Give us a, tell us your thoughts on the show. It really, 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 Warms our hearts, but it also helps us reach more readers. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks Thanks for reading. Thanks for reading. Maximum Fun, a worker owned network of artist owned shows, supported directly by you.